Welcome, everyone, to Dimes on Duval. Felt good saying that. Wow. Uh, Dimes on Duval with Skylar Chase and Mike Yaji. I am Keith Manzi. Uh, welcome aboard, fellas. What's up, everyone? Howdy, howdy. We are here. Um, as some of you know, hopefully a lot of you know, we have recently rebranded. We have gotten a new logo. We have gotten a new website. And we are Dimes on Duval. Uh, Mike, you want to talk about a little bit about the uh, little history of that, where we got that name from? Uh, well, I mean, we thought we needed to rebrand because Trust the Process is something that has been obviously associated with the Philadelphia 76ers. And, I mean, I understand. Everyone keeps thinking Trust the Process, Sixers, okay, whatever. And locally, no one really talks about us in terms of associating with the logo. They just call, they just say it's Mike, Mike, Skyler, and Keith. But um, the reason why we came up with, I believe we came up with Diamonds on Duval is we wanted to have a more local feel to it. Uh, nickname, or I'm sorry, the podcast name is definitely more local than anything else. We're talking about the name Duval is in the podcast name. And the reason why I said Dimes on Duval is because dimes can be used in any many iterations in sports, whether in basketball, you're giving a nice dime, nice assist. Um, football, you're throwing a dime on the throw from a quarterback to anyone else. Um, I don't even know the other terms for dime, but I just know those are the two main things. And honestly, it could work in bag. Say it again. Dime bag. Jacksonville's very known for drug use. Okay, we're not going there. But um, no, I mean, saying you could dimes say, on you Duval. Could say, uh, stopping on a dime, you know. Stopping on a dime, yeah. Quick takes, like quick heads or quick tails. Stop. Heads or tails, exactly. Point. Um, but I say the reason we came up with dimes on Duval is because we each give our own takes about whether it's football, basketball, you guys have baseball and NASCAR. Any sport around that would be going on normally, we each have our own takes. So we're each giving out information. So in this case, we're each giving out a pass, a, a lob, whatever the situation may be. And I feel like that's the perfect way of describing our takes. Or we're not dimes, but like we give out. I feel like some some people have good takes, some people have bad takes, and that's the whole point of Duval. Like I'm sorry. The name, just Dimes on Duval. We interact with each other. We spit out whatever we believe is a fact or whatever our opinions are, and that's just how it goes. I, I like that take. I mean, that's about as good as it gets right there. I mean, we started this journey with terrible quality YouTube videos. <laughs> we I remember those. transitioned from video to audio soon after that from – iPhone mics to phone mics to the little microphone that we had for a little while to hopefully a new mic soon. I mean, we've had distractions, inconsistencies. I, I don't think there's anything with the mic we have on cast right now. Say that again? I don't think there's anything with the with, wrong with the mic we have on cast now. My, Mike Yazzie's doing a great job. Oh my gosh! He's all Mike, my name. Oh yeah, my gosh. I, it took me a minute there. I, I was uh, like, yeah, I was like, "What is he now? talking about?" We're like not even together. I was like, "Wait, okay, goodness no. gracious!" No, we 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 like this mic, but uh, yeah, we we've had every other curveball that you could throw in there. But 
you know, we, we figured things out. We are on a path now to where we want to get as much content out as we can. And I mean, we couldn't have done it without all of you. I mean, we're over 200 likes on Facebook. Now we just broke the 50 mark on Twitter, which isn't very high, but you know what? It is what it is. We all have humble beginnings and hopefully that you share us with your friends and we can continue to grow this brand and give us any ideas you have too. And we can uh, go from there. But, um, with that, it's May, guys. May the 4th be with you. Oh, gosh. Um, we, uh, we've had the NFL draft, which a reason why we did not record any sooner than this was uh, Mike celebrated a birthday. I celebrated a birthday. Skyler did not celebrate a birthday, but he celebrated. I, I, I didn't text them for birthdays, but happy belated birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Skyler. You're the last, I hope you're the last person to tell us happy birthday. <laughs> well, hopefully people tell you happy birthday next year. You hopefully get through another year. Oh, okay, okay, I meant this year, but yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, with that, uh, we, we apologize for the delay for this episode, but as you see, the website, uh, took up a lot of my time so i didn't didn't really have the time for it but let's go ahead and jump right in with the draft so the nfl draft was started on april 23rd and continued on the next couple days i mean it it wasn't as exciting as i thought it was going to be i, I nope. thought there was going to be a lot more trades i thought there was going to be a lot more just excitement overall but it it was pretty tame what do you guys think yeah i mean uh it looked – I mean, there's no fans, so, I mean, no one knew when to get excited. Or I think I missed the most is, like, just seeing Jets fans boo whoever they get no matter what. Um, just that like like that, just seeing those fans react, I, I, that's, I guess, what I did miss the most, and I think that's what made it boring. Because, I mean, I honestly had no idea how to react except with how Twitter reacted. And, I mean, everyone – I think everyone as a Jag fan had a pretty – much the same reaction anyways because no one was no one no no one we got was too too exciting i guess everyone's a really solid pick but uh we weren't able to get anyone like any any slip downs like uh how alan josh allen was last year or or really flashy players either there there wasn't the flash factor with our picks they were they were all pretty yeah. run-of-the-mill kind and of picks it, it just felt like there were so many like the front hat like the first seven six picks or so they're the players are such good players that the players picked after that they weren't bad players there but like they're not exciting but like they're still really good quality players like uh, cj henderson i i know not too many people are like crazy over it but had it been like a different year he probably would have been a top five pick perhaps just with his build and such but you have to have two guys same size and speed and such with pretty similar skill sets that, you know, it's just crazy how, how many different players like Burrow and Tua. I mean, you don't have two quarterbacks that are both that great coming out. I mean, we've had arguments about Mariota and Winston, but, I mean, they both had their knocks and flaws coming out. I mean, Burrow and Tua definitely have their knocks and flaws, but I, I the point I'm making, I guess, is just these some of these players just seem more polished and, uh, and just kind of – made the death feel or the draft feel like it had more depth to it overall anyways yeah oh i i definitely agree with that i mean who of of the draft of our draft picks um who do you think was your favorite pick 
Who was your favorite pick, Scott? Kayla Von Chase. Oh, well, I'm gonna interrupt here real quick. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say Kayla Von for me. Kayla Von Chase was my favorite pick because I I didn't think he was a top ten pick, but I definitely did think that he was worth picking in the twenty in the the, with the second pick, and now we had him in the first round. And I alluded to it in the article that uh, that I post on our site on dinosaurdoval.com that he was arguably the he was without a doubt the second best pass rusher in the draft behind Chase Young. And what I like about Chase on, and I mentioned in that article, is that he he even quoted it. He's saying he thinks he's the most valuable player in, in the draft and that he can play any position. He can play pass rusher. He can stop the run. He can go play back in coverage if needed. Like having someone with that versatility to me is a huge part, especially with the amount of questions we have going into this next year on our defense we lost Calais Campbell we lost AJ Boye we, we traded we traded those two stars away we traded away Jalen Ramsey mid-season last year we traded away Dante Fowler the year before uh, let's see there's also the Marcel Darius is not coming back the a lot of a lot of losses a lot of, exactly a lot of losses from the 2017 defense that led us to the AFC championship but in general a lot of losses last year from what we started off 2019 so just having him come in, establish him and Josh Allen, I, the fact that I love is that they both know each other and they both are good friends. So they are both going to want to work on each other's crafts, help each other out. And I think that's going to be huge for our pass rush, especially with the whole Unique and Gakwe situation going on. Granted, I don't think Unique's going to play another down here in Jacksonville, but I think Kayvon is going to be my – I love the Kayvon chase on pick. And one thing – I do want to mention, I was not a fan of Henderson when he drafted him in nine because I felt like we've had a recent history of first-round busts from Florida. So that's why I'm a little hesitant on it. Well, but he can play. He, he's definitely not a loud mouth like Jalen Ramsey was. But he, he's got the ability to be a solid corner, and I'm actually looking at more highlights of him. I think he is a good fit. Now let's just see if he can – Stay healthy for one, and also um, learn how to tackle because he had an issue with, in college with tackling. But everyone says that Deion Sanders, the greatest corner of all time, couldn't tackle. So we'll see. I mean, I like the draft. I love I love the Chase on pick the most out of everything we out of all the players we drafted this past, this last week. I Chase on is my favorite pick. Okay, Skyler, you? Uh, well, I I got a. Well, I was excited for Chase on because I wanted Simmons in that first second. I thought, you know, he was going to drop. But uh, mainly because I'm excited about the prospect of seeing, like, us in a 3-4 defense, uh, which with Chase on, I think we still are capable. I think Simmons is just a more polished player in terms of that. But they really are the same skill set, and I think Chase on can still get reach that potential and exceed it if he wants it, um, which makes me even more excited. I think... Having those two guys on the edge, you never know who can drop back, who can ru- who's going to rush and such. And then uh, I'm speaking on with him and Josh Allen. And then, um, you know, you can kind of free up Taven Bryan at that big end because he might still have an edge on him, uh, like an edge next to him, which makes him more comfortable playing like a defensive tackle position as opposed to like that big end. But he's still technically in that role. And then we'll still have – we'll have Dayton uh, – Harrison Wright from Ohio State. Uh, he'll be the 
other nose guard and such. So I think this builds up a really strong line and such. Uh, but I guess over just looking at all the draft picks, um, the one I'm excited to see on the field the most probably just to see how he's going to produce is uh, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I mean, just his physicality on the field and his highlights is just pretty awesome to watch. I think it gives us a lot. We have a lot of versatility in short yard situations. Uh, with his physicality, we can line him up in the backfield with Fournette, and you have two guys that can probably plow over you. And then, you know, we'll have DJ Chark on the outside and probably put Colin Johnson in some situations. So you got 6'4 and 6'6 six, six on the outside. Not to mention we have Tyler Eifert coming up the middle, and hopefully Josh Oliver's healthy, and you have two tall guys right in the middle. Good one, man. Well, so, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like both sides seem to fit well as a puzzle, but as opposed to what they actually will do together, it'll be interesting to see. But I think we have a bunch of interesting pieces that are capable when working together, making a really great form, you know, put our team. But, I mean, I I think, uh, yeah, LaVisca overall just excites me with his speed, his power. And I think you put him in the slot, you can – give the ball to him on a, like a little three-yard slant. It's something he might break for a touchdown. You can have him run into the backfield. You hand him off the ball like a wide receiver end around, and he's going to be able to plow over some guys and get some yards that way. Um, so I think even though we didn't really target any like super big receivers or like high-name receivers, and we also didn't draft a – running back although we picked up chris thompson afterwards uh yeah we'll, we'll get into that in yeah minute. so i mean oh, overall i think lavisca is an interesting piece and i think i'm most excited to see him i think chason will probably overall have the biggest impact initially um but yeah lavisca is probably my most excited player just after after the fact i think during the night it was chason but okay yeah i mean Shoot, I, I'm I'm gonna go even further down into the round five. I'm going with Colin Johnson. I mean, yeah, I like Colin Johnson too. I, I've watched a lot of his tape, and that dude is a flat out like boss. Like I I've always been one for tall receivers. I mean, he's six foot six. Yeah. He's got the height. He doesn't have the speed, obviously, because he's that tall. But like he. He's mobile enough. Honestly, I just want to see Minshew throw a lob to him and just throw like, a deep, him. just throw a fade and see what he can do with it. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And like I teams would can't double that. chark anymore like they were last off season because you know the it's second Marquis Lee can't stay healthy. DJ, I'm sorry, D- Marquis Lee's gone. Um, Chris Conley is also getting up there in age. He's not as quick anymore. DD Westbrook's a slot guy, so yeah, now that Chark has other weapons, he can. He can get open and do what he wants to do, which I'm excited to see what Tor can do with another year with Keenan Cardell as the receivers coach. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this receiving core as a whole. But Colin Johnson, that one, I I watched him play. I went and watched more highlights, and I just I think he he could really fit into this offense well. I mean, um, if you guys haven't yet, you need to go on to our website dimesonduval.com. And all, right there on the homepage is our uh, featured article. And our featured article right now is our very own Mike Yaji's uh, 2020 draft review. And it basically dives into each and every individual player. But um, I actually have it pulled up right now looking at his Colin Johnson take right here. And you mentioned Keenan McCardell will work with him. But uh, you say that he might be on special teams at the start of the year or the practice squad. But, hey, you never know. He could surprise us. 
I'm actually kind of looking forward to preseason so I can see him play. If we have a preseason, but yeah. If we have a preseason, you're right, you're right. But, um, well, let, let's keep going on with some Jags news. Oh, you had something else? No. Okay. Oh, never mind. I thought somebody said something. Um, we'll, we'll go in with uh, what Skyler touched on there with the Chris Thompson edition. So, Chris Thompson isn't the answer for the future, obviously. The dude can't stay healthy. He's already up there in age, but... Leonard Fournette's option was not picked up. Do you like that? Or what are y'all's thoughts on that? It is what it is. <laughs> that's, that's great. It is what it is. No, um, I'm glad we didn't pick him up, pick up the option, because there's no point in paying a running back. Um, whatever the number was for the option, I think it was like $10 million. I don't know what the option number is. Thing is, I was the only one I felt like against drafting Fournette in the top five. And now it's proven. Oh, you were not the only one. <laughs> okay, I, I feel like it sometimes because everyone is all over Fournette, and I'm like... I called in, he is... in when he got drafted to say I didn't like the pick, and the guy scoffed at me. <laughs> that's because everyone thinks you need a franchise running back. You need a franchise quarterback, but that's beside the point. Anyways, um, no, I mean... Fournette has been an issue for this coaching staff and front office. He's a headache off the field. He doesn't know when to stay off Twitter. Although I do love when he tweets because he tweets some funny shit. Like he, he does not care. Um, but he also, I do like, I do like Fournette as a person because he's definitely someone who is, who cares about the community and all that. He is a good person, good hearted person. I mean, he's just an average running back. I think he's not a top ten running back. He's not even I top. I think he's slightly uh, above the average, but yeah, I, I get that yeah. he's not good. He's not good enough to where he was picked. Yeah, not at all. Because we passed on Christian McCaffrey, and just that itself is pretty bad. We, we passed, passed on. on, we passed on yeah, we passed on guys. quarterbacks. I know we passed on quarterbacks. We passed on a lot of players for Fournette, and Fournette's turning out to be not a great pick. I mean, he's given us. He did it. Amazing job out his rookie year helped us get to the AFC Championship, but after that, it's been a kind of a decline. Well, so. I still think he has this year to prove himself because we didn't go after anyone in the draft. We didn't sign anyone notable. I mean, we got Chris Thompson for passing situations. I think for third down, you know, but I think he's still going to have a lot of playing time this year and a lot to say on the field. And you know, if if he's able, he he's capable of putting up massive games. Like he had a massive game in Denver with the 200 yards and he had massive games his rookie years. And the thing is, it's getting downhill and reading his holes and such, but that's, that's yeah, his vision's terrible. Yeah. That's the question. Well, okay. Okay. Do you, do you think it's fair though? Like say this year he plays really well. Do you think, no, well, okay. Let me put it this way. What is like the, the threshold that he needs to hit in order for you to say, you know what, I want to re-sign him, or do you not want to re-sign him at all? That I mean, that's the Jaguars have probably told him up front. They're like, you know, we want this type of production. If you can give it to us this year, this is the number we'll give you. Um, and then Leonard probably has his own number too. You know, I want to get here to prove them wrong, and then when I exceed that, I'm going to sign for this much elsewhere. So. I think it's they, they. I think they both have presented different numbers. I'm sure. Um, and, Man, I'm not. I'm not paying him at all. Even whatever he does, I'm not paying him. Yeah, no. So if he, he if he puts up like Aaron Jones numbers this year, you're you're not gonna. I'm not re-signing a running back. Can't stay. Yards like 
Yeah, definitely not re-signing him then at that point because I'm not pulling uh, – the, there's many teams that have had great running backs and then they flame out after years. Look at Todd Gurley. Yeah, there's, but – What's their name? The Rams re-signed him and then he can't even stay healthy. His knees are about to go out. I feel and, like Todd Gurley's uh, case is a little different. I feel like they didn't give him the carries he deserved in some situations and they wanted to lean more on golf. I, but I can understand, like, the argument. I mean, isn't that the same thing with the Jackson have to do with Minshew? If they want to believe, if they believe it's the guy, if they believe Minshew is the guy, they're going to have to put the ball in his hands. And granted, they had this perfect example week two last year against the Texans. They didn't even, they ran, tried to run it in against Houston. Fournette got stuffed when they could have put it in Minshew's hands, who carried us back from behind to tie, almost tie the game and win the game. And- and they put in four nine tens, and they got stuffed. And then everyone was still complaining yeah, about, well, that call, because they're, about the game plan. So the situation was, we give it to our guy. We drafted that number three or whatever instead of our uh, rookie guy. Yeah, and that's and that's that what's going to that was their cost us last year. front office and they're, this is a yeah. different year. They're gonna so that's why they got the playmakers and Lavisca too. I like I think Lavisca is going to ease so a lot of these short situations, and I think they'll probably pair well together. Uh, for some of these, I, I don't think Fournette will get the production where we will want to resign him. I'm just saying, I think he's capable of being uh, back that, you know, he it, it may be given the right situation, but like, yeah, I mean, I can, I, I understand. I understand but my question is, Skylar, what, what, what is your, what, is, what would be a good expectation for the Jaguars to resign him? Like they both agreed to a number and they say, okay, you're re-signed. What is the number for you for Fournette? Well, if he's getting like 125 yards on the ground each game, like averaging that, I, I mean, uh, I don't see, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to rely on a rookie in that situation. I'd probably still draft a maybe change a pace back depending on the style he that Fournette's running. I mean, it, so you're thinking 125 yards a game, 16 games, 17, 2,000 yards. So you think? Well, they're coming out with 17 game schedule this year. I thought. Is it this year or next year? I thought year? they're releasing it this year. The, the... Well, either way. So I, thought minimum, was, I thought it was next year. Either way, minimum 2,000 yards. So you're saying 2,000 yards, you resign Fournette? I mean, Fournette? at 2,000 yards, I, w- I would resign him because he's only hit his fourth year. Uh, but I would not resign him. Yeah, that's the that's when you don't. I would not. I would maybe sign him for a one-year deal, franchise tag. But other than that, yeah, I would I not could, touch him because that's a lot of that when you feel, yeah. that's a lot of wear and tear on him because he did play three, four years at LSU. He also has not stayed healthy since high school, and that's about seven, eight years now out of high school. So that's I'm a little concerned yeah. with the running back. And running backs can get replaced left and right. They get left big. I mean, look at the Rams; they replaced Gurley with Cam Akers. So like they're gonna running backs are the most easily replaced position yeah. in football. I, in my I get that. All I'm saying is like. He just has to put up historical numbers, <laughs> and if I want him back, that's all I'm saying, really. Uh, I, I, even if he puts up, okay. even if he puts up an MVP season, I still want to resign him. Wow. Okay. That's fair. Even to even to a no. Never I think oh, I yeah. think Mike. No, say it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say a short contract, but he wouldn't take a. a he would. He would want a long term deal. He'd want a five year deal, four year deal, and then even then, I'm like, no, I would not resign Fournette. Depends on the gonna, type of yardage he's get hurt he again. Too. Like if it if it's a lot of physical yardage, then sh- yeah, I wouldn't. But you know, he, if he's getting downhill, like in in the open field, he's not being touched, and he's just running in wide open space. And it, I, I don't remember really many runs where Fournette does not look for contact. Well, That's I get that, thing. but like it, I'm talking more so in terms if if we're able to 
translate our style blocking and such into a, a game where, uh, I mean, if you watch like San Francisco, their backs have huge holes and their guys just go, they just go and run and they're pretty much in open space for the most part. And uh, that's pretty, I think without San Francisco's running game, Garoppolo doesn't play as efficiently as he does. And oh, absolutely I, not. Yeah. I think there's a, there's more argument to the running game now than there is like maybe just even last year. Cause uh, even with Kansas City winning, what wasn't the did the running back for them? Didn't he like Damian Williams? Then he went. Uh, he got had like a couple touchdowns or something. He had two touch or two, I think one or two touchdowns. He had like a hundred yards rushing or over a hundred yards rushing, but he didn't okay. get the MVP because they gave it to the quarterback. Well, that's because it's biased. I mean, it, it's completely biased. I agree. Damian Williams should have won Super Bowl MVP this year, but it is what it is. Like you said in the beginning, when Keith asked us about the, like the government, the NFL will continue to uh, control everything. <laughs> you got that right. Well, something that they can't control are the effects of COVID nineteen on our international games. So it is official that we will not hmm. be playing in London this year. So those two go two home games that we lost will be played in Jacksonville. So we will have eight games at home for the first time since when, guys? Do you know the year? The last time we had eight games in Jacksonville? Like that I don't want to say 2011. 2012. Mike Malarkey. I remember like my freshman year. Justin Blackman was our first-round draft pick. We passed on Russell Wilson to draft a punter and Brian Anger. Shut up. And Blake Everett started more than half the season. (laughs) Oh, and our big free agent signing was Laurent Robinson. Good God! Oh my, Laurent Robinson! Oh, oh my God! Why did you do that? I don't know. I don't really care. He sounded yeah, from he Dallas. Was, he was, was just a very state. average receiver. Yeah, no, he was. I got uh, uh, I got Kerry Taylor's uh, glove once uh, at a practice. He threw me his gloves. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. But yeah. with that news, I mean. Do, don't you feel like we need to pack out those games to realize, like, hey, guys, I mean, if we're allowed now, granted, screw COVID-19 and everything with that, we are allowed to go to football games. We are allowed to be in the stadium. Don't you feel like we need to pack out the stadium for those games? Um, They're still going to play in London next year. Feel like it, you, Wait, what do you, mean? you feel like it wouldn't send a message though, like, "Hey, you guys are idiots." I think it. W- I mean, I don't know because I don't know. It'll send a message in terms of maybe reducing it to one one game, not two. I mean, it, it would be I better to know. pack out the stadium than to not, not show up as a protest or something. That makes zero sense. The whole point is we want the games here. I feel like if we pack it out and be like, "Yo, guys, we no, want to come here for the games." I understand that logic and such, but I think. I think the decision's already been made that they plan to carry out these London games indefinitely, you know, and uh, we happen to get lucky with, I don't know, like I, like with this pandemic, it's like almost like a weird karma for him. Uh, but I don't, I don't think no matter what happens this year, like in terms of who attends, who doesn't, I don't think it really changes his mind or anything. I don't think he's going to look at the numbers and be like, huh. They will sell out for eight games. I, I just don't think it will happen. <laughs> I agree. I just think it would just look better for the city if that's the case because, you know. I think if the team plays well and they sell out every game, then it looks well and he'll be like, oh, you know what? Maybe there needs to be more emphasis on performance as opposed to where we're playing these games. 
I agree. I agree. I think my take on it is more just like, you know, the casual fan, say, in Charlotte, and he's just like, oh, I, yeah, the Jags, they, they, they suck, man. Like, they're moving to London because they, they don't know how to sell tickets. Well, then they, you know, see that, oh, wow, man, they're actually packed out for these games. And maybe they don't want to move. Maybe they're just trying to do the last effort, you know, to save themselves. I don't know. I look at it like that. Probably still doesn't mean anything, but I just hope, I'd hope to go to one of those games just to make myself feel better. Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I was a season ticket holder last year, and when they made the announcement, I was, you know, decided I didn't want to get season tickets. Now at this moment, I just don't know. Uh, like they they're offering like multi like you know, a flex package where you can get season tickets without those two games, and then you can get season tickets with those two games. So, mm. but I don't. I still don't know if I would want to get season tickets because I, I think I'd rather just go to the games second market as opposed to just supporting how they've been running the team anyways because uh, it wasn't their decision to come back and play these two games they're not they're not happy they have to do this they're not happy that the are that Jacksonville fans get to attend the games they're sad that they're not going to get the London money hmm. that's that's very fair um, Mike you have anything on that or not no, nah, I mean it is. I mean, I don't know. They probably like Sasha. So they had their minds made up on London, um, but the thing is, there is definitely a lot more money that comes into the city from the London games. But I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, this whole COVID nineteen thing has definitely thrown their plans into whack. So we'll see what happens. Honestly, and who, who who's to know we can even have fans at the game too. Exactly, that's uh, yeah, the thing. I, yeah. I and this is going to be a massive... I tried to take it without This is going to be a very... Yeah, this is going to be a very big loss if they don't get football games here or anywhere in the NFL because it's bad. It's going to be bad. You know, they haven't announced fans for things, but the Gators announced a three-game football pack. So it's almost like an unofficial announcement that, you know, they're like, all right, we're selling tickets to this... And the pack includes like a non-SEC game, the LSU game, and then an extra SEC game. But I just took that almost as like an unofficial announcement that they are expecting to have fans. But, you know, that obviously can change after like within another month because we're in phase one right now and the numbers could change after this too. So who knows? But who knows indeed? Who knows indeed? Switching over to the NBA on TNT. No, not on TNT. On Dimes on Duval. Um, every Sunday for the last couple of weeks, we have been watching The Last Dance. I love The beautiful it. movie about um, a daughter ridden with cancer gets to dance with her father at her wedding. It's, it's incredibly heart-wrenching. It makes me want to, you know, hug my daughter that I don't even have yet. But, you know, it's just, no. <laughs> no, the Michael Jordan documentary, the 10-part docuseries, so far, I mean, I've caught all of them. Mike, you said you caught all of them, right? And mm-hmm. Skyler, you said you missed just a couple, but so yeah, far. Yeah, I'm at shooting 50% on the shows right now. What's that? I'm shooting 50% on what I caught. <laughs> well, <laughs> as of right now. I've learned a lot. I mean, I knew about those teams. I knew about, you know, Jordan as a player and some of his backstory. But 
you know, take last night, for example, I had no idea the whole Adidas uh, crap. That, that was crazy. Yeah, okay. Um, can we touch on that? Go ahead, Mike. You, you, you take the floor. First off, Nike, and thank God his mom let him go to Nike, like force him to, to say, take Whoa, this interview with Nike man. because. Adidas is dope. All right, chill. Adidas is dope, yes. But the thing is, like, Nike, everyone knows Jordan is Mike. Like, Jordan associates with Nike. That's the thing. Like, what blew my mind is the fact that Nike, after they signed Jordan, they expected $3 million after a four year deal with Jordan. They blew that out of the water in one year. They got $126 million in sales in one year compared to the four-year expectation. <laughs> that blew my mind. I was like, how? That's yeah. going to be you on Friday. No, that's not even going to be close to me. No. It made me want to put on my ones right then and there and just go out and play basketball. You have I a have pair? Ones, yeah. Oh, dang it. I need to get a pair. I want to get a pair, but now it's going to be overpriced. And we'll, like, just all, like, make an, a, a game and film it or something. Well, do, you have, do you have Jordan jerseys? Uh, I, I don't. I, I do have not. a lot of other jerseys, but not, not Jordan. I don't have any anymore, but when I was younger, I had a Bulls jersey and um, a, a Toon Squad Jordan jersey. If you If you could pick one Michael Jordan jersey from his career, which jersey would you pick? Toon Squad. Mike? Uh, I mean, the classic Bulls ones are it, always. It's nice. between Toon Toon Squad or uh, his like rookie uh, roads, where like the Chicago was cursive. Yeah, that was pretty too. I go with uh, I go with his USA jersey from the Dream Team. Oh, did oh you got to get the Jack Shrimp? The Dream Team, nice. Yeah. What's that? The Jack Shrimp did those last year, I think, um, or a couple years ago. I don't know if they still sell them, but they made like the Dream Team uniforms but it said jack's jumbo shrimp on it instead of usa huh i you didn't not, i didn't see well, that go on the Twitter. i'm sure i'm sure it's there <laughs> you, they just they just highlighted it like last night i think or yeah because there was the, i guess it was the olympic episode it, it makes sense yeah because they talked about the dream team a lot so okay well i wanted to um to end the show with uh, a new um new segment that was formerly called Um What. Remember that one from way back in the day? What? Yeah. It's uh, renamed Curiosities, where it's just a couple questions or statements that highlight oddities within the familiar. So take, for example, this first one here. If you step on someone's foot, they open their mouth, just like a garbage can. <laughs> you know, you step on the foot pedal, the... Well, now it opens gosh. up and you fill the trash in. So are we really just garbage bins? Hmm. Hmm. We hmm. do dispose of stuff. Pregnant women are all, the only true bodybuilders. Hmm. If you think about it, literally. Oh, my gosh. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. He's slow. On no, I, I, I get it. No, I get it. I'm just like, really? <laughs> Sweater. I, I think they're terrific, Keith. Keep it up. Thank you. Well, the sweater, a sweater is a pretty disgusting name for a piece of clothing, if you really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't really want to, I really don't want to sweat. Ugh, that makes me gross up thinking about it. If you're waiting on, or if, excuse me, if you're waiting to be served in a restaurant, 
shouldn't you be called the waiter? The waiter, I've heard that yeah, before. Say, I mean, it's true. Aren't you the waiter in that, te- technically? Uh, and the last one, we'll just end on just because it's sports-related. The goal of golf is to play as little golf as possible. Yep. Skyler, have you golfed at all during this? Yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, practiced outside a couple times, but mainly inside. And are there any, uh, any? well, I, I guess the driving ranges are still open, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. The, course, the courses were open for the most part anyway, so it depended on the course, but a lot of them were still open. Business was booming. Uh, the market on golf course, like, I, I think golf courses excelled because of this. People went out to the golf courses more than they ever did. I agree. I agree. I've, I've been sitting here thinking about it. Scott, of all people, uh, you know, loyal listener, Scott, my brother, he has told me that he was um, looking to go play nine somewhere, but he almost he waited too long now because it's basically over for him. But, I mean, that guy hasn't picked up a club in years. Well, tell him to come on by. Yeah. To our wonderful sponsor, Coastal Indoor Golf. What's the word over there, Scott? Well, uh, we have a sale going on right now. Uh, actually, it's about membership. So if you get a membership, you just get double the hours for this month and next month. And we have memberships that are $50 a month. And that basically just guarantees you an hour. And then uh, that that's the basic membership. You get one hour with the basic, but because it's double, you get two. And then the $75 package, you'll get four because it's typically two hours. So... Uh, depending on which package you get, you get two or four hours this month and then two or four next month. And then uh, there's other plenty perks with that as well. But other than that, with stuff we're doing, we're actually doing some uh, different things right now. Uh, we got Justin James in here quite a bit. He's doing this one thing with Athlons. He's an Athlon, Athlons athlete. It's a shoe uh, design for performance really for golf performance it's actually the sole is kind of inverted and concave if that makes sense but basically uh it's angled to where you can kind of build up power and rotate a little bit smoother as opposed to where you're flat-footed and you kind of dig into the ground going backwards and such but you mean like during your swing you're able to kind of make move your foot uh your foot your (laughs) foot a little bit like more natural yeah it's well it's 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 almost like if you uh, – so a pitcher, when they pitch, you know, they put their foot on the rubber and they push off the rubber, and just that helps them get more power. Whereas if you're in a golf shoe, you're still pushing off your back foot, but if it's flat, you're not able to push off that rubber. So the Athlon's shoe has almost like a slight angle to the sole, so it almost as if you're pushing off something like a rubber or a wall and just really getting extra power into your back foot for loading up. And uh, I, I know, Keith, you looked up Justin James, but he's um, just one of the athletes. Bernhard Langer's another one. But Justin James is uh, – hold on real quick. <laughs> he's, he's a boss. That's what he is. He's a, Yeah, well, he's a 2017 World Long Drive champion. He's currently number four in the world. Um so he's been new in this league that he's trying to get started, help help with athlons, get started, and uh, I'm helping him out with that a little bit. But basically, it's like the how ESPN's doing horse. He will hit a shot, and someone else will hit their shot from wherever they're playing. They're both on two different sims, 
and basically I'm just capturing the footage and they're gonna they have David Marr calling the the action. He's a broadcaster. He's done some golf events, but he his dad I believe was uh, a player in the President's Cup in 1964. So or yeah. so uh, it's actually got some good players involved. Uh, Mike Trout was lined out lined up for it just if it got organized properly but we're still in the stages of kind of getting it going and getting up so we're just getting a lot of footage but he's actually coming in here tomorrow to we're gonna do do another episode as well oh that sounds awesome i mean definitely look forward to that if you want to ever uh listen to that please make sure to uh, reach out to us because skyler's got some Pretty big name people coming in and out of those doors over at Coastal, and we thank them for being one of our sponsors. And yeah, just to touch on Justin, um, he's actually starting to work with some PGA Tour pros, and one of the guys he's working with is Russell Knox, a local guy, kind of. He's a Scotland-born player, but went to JU. So I mean, uh, Russell's been in here a couple times, and it's entertaining watching him train. And he's a funny guy. He. Uh... <laughs> He's uh, got the athleticism you would expect from a guy that looks like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, I can imagine so. <laughs> well, sweet. Yeah, that, that's what's going on with Coastal Indoor Golf. Check them out on Facebook, on our website as well. There's a link at the bottom of our homepage to go to their homepage. Yeah. We're gonna, just to touch oh. up more, too, sorry to interrupt, but... Uh, Go ahead. We're, we're trying to do more like social things like movie night and game night too. Um, so like we're more than just in terms like more than just going out and golfing. If you want to like rent a bay to watch like a game on the one of the projector screens, we can do that too. I had uh, an old Jaguar. I had the Jaguars pay, uh, Jaguars Steelers game playoff game from 2007 up on one screen as I was playing Quail Hollow on the other sim. So. Uh, just something we're capable of doing. You can you yeah. can rent out, watch any movie or you can play video games on it if you like. So, well, there we go. That is what's going on with Coastal Indoor Golf right now. As we wrap things up here, it is the evening time, but I want to say thank you to you guys for being able to be on here today. I mean, we are using Anchor. If you are not familiar with Anchor, or if you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Uh, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms as well. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one piece. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. You can find our podcast on there and listen to us on there if you don't want to use SoundCloud, Spotify, or the other ones. Or you can use it to go to those apps. So we appreciate Anchor for being our uh, distributor right now for our podcast. And we look forward to keep using them in the future if we're still quarantined like this. It's uh, It's been a blessing, that's for dang sure. But I think that's it for us. It's been real this is our first official dimes on duval episode dod dod baby thank you all for listening if you want to hear anything specific please do not hesitate to reach out to us we are all ears if you know us personally send us a text send us a message or 
You've got our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Dimes on Duval. Or check out our website and contact us there. So once again, we thank you all for listening today. And I hope you all have a great day.